南の島はあったけパイナップルプルあったまポカポカアホバーカー Let's get this shit, let's get this shit, let's get this shit, let's go Top of the morning, 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 top of the morning What's good, y'all? Welcome back to another video. And in this video, we got a doozy for you. We will be going through the ups and downs of going through the One Piece journey. So, from East Blue Saga all the way to the Egghead Island arc, which isn't finished yet, I know, I will be giving my ranking of each arc in chronological order from 1 to 10, as well as a little summary of my thoughts on it just so you can kind of understand what my tier list is for each One Piece arc. I know it's not gonna be a traditional tier list. I won't have tier maker on the screen or anything like that. I guess. Before we get into the video, if you haven't already, please be sure to subscribe to the channel. Post the notification bell to get notified for more content that I put out. As well, if you end up enjoying the video, be sure to hit me with a like and leave a comment. And let me know your thoughts on each arc or whether or not I have a whole bunch of L takes or maybe some W takes on this video. So. Without any further ado, let's just get into it, y'all. So you're just getting into One Piece and you start with the East Blue Saga, the Romance Dawn arc. And it's honestly a great introduction to the story, to teaching us who Luffy is and how he kind of just draws people to him. I can give this a 7 out of 10. From there, we end up in the Orange Town arc and we get introduced to another Durfu user and it does a great job and not only showing us how the lore of this world is about to get real expansive, we just didn't know it yet, but you get your first real taste of the sadness you can feel from the story and how we gotta protect Choo Choo at all costs. I'll give this a 7 out of 10. From there, we go to Sarah Village, and this part right here is where I think you could start losing some people. It's an interesting boy who cried wolf story to get introduced to Usopp, but I feel like we spent a little bit too much time here, but at least we get to marry, so this is a 6 out of 10. Next up, we get the Marate arc. This is where you think it's all been a game, and it's just kids playing pirates, but nah. This introduction to Sanji and his backstory along with Mihawk showing up and really giving us the true power scale of the One Piece world is humbling, to say the least, since we've seen our crew kind of just cakewalk up to this point. So, I give Baratie an 8 out of 10. Next up, we got All On Park, which, come on, bro. Our first Straw Hat crew group shot and Luffy putting that hat on Nami, these are unmatched moments. The stakes get real here, and everyone's fight is so well done. And getting introduced to the Fishmen, we had no idea we'd run into different races of people like this, and bruh, this is only the beginning. 8 out of 10. And lastly, in the East Blue Saga, we get the Logetown arc. We get a real taste that we shouldn't just forget about the past characters we met before. Buggy is back, Alvita's a baddie, and we get to Smoker, and Tashigi, and even Dragon. It may be a setup arc for what's to come in the Grand Line, but it really does start to lay the path of what's to come. So, I'll give this a 7 out of 10. The next saga is the Alabasta Saga, and we start with the Reverse Mountain arc. Laboon, Laboon, mm. and funny ass Crocus. Also, we get some info on Goldie Roger. How is something so short so impactful? I'll give this a 7 out of 10. Next up, we have the Whiskey Peak arc. This is where things for me personally start to get rocky with the series, and it almost lost me. 
Yes, these are okay moments, and I know it's all set up, but I was crawling to get through these next parts, and Whiskey Peak gives us Vivi, cool, but overall, it's a 6 out of 10. Next up, Little Garden. We get Mr. 3 and Zoro foolishly being okay with cutting off his legs. 5 out of 10. Next up, Drum Island Arc. So, I'm also not a fan of this arc either. Great, we got a doctor, mascot, slash Nakama, but get your pitchforks, I'm not a Chopper fan. I mean, at first I was, but he just becomes a letdown after a time, so yeah, this is a 5 out of 10 arc. And lastly in the Alabasta Saga is the Alabasta Arc. Okay, okay. You got me, Yoda. Crocodile is one of the top villains in the series, and Bon Clay is a GOAT. Mr. Prince makes his debut, and Luffy holds a lot of L's. Nico Robin joins the crew, but you also feel so much mystery and fear from her. We get the true embodiment of the Straw Hat matchups with all these fights. The first feeling of sadness that a character we spent so much time with didn't join the crew in Vivi, and one of the realest goodbyes in all of manga and anime. Also, Fake Out Death shows that this is just the beginning of its reign in terror. This is an 8 out of 10 arc. Next up, we got a little bit of a controversial saga, the Sky Island Saga, and we start with the Jaya arc. This is where Luffy becomes my captain. Bounties are now on deck, and the introduction of who comes to be the embodiment of Black Air Force energy is introduced in Marshall D. Teach. This is a 7 out of 10. And of course, we have the Sky Pier arc. Okay, listen, all things aside of how important this arc ends up being in the most recent parts of the story, I have always been a fan of this arc. And I know this is a part some people say to skip or where people end up dropping the series. I don't know why, but I'm a fan. This is the first moment I feel where we get the Straw Hats really exploring a new location, a sense of wonderment and new culture. We get plenty of joking scenes and the crew just being the crew. Like, come on, Luffy's pineapple song or whatever. You know that shit? Anyways, Anel is showing us hockey before we even know what it was. And I'm a sucker for lightning powers. And he really felt like a real threat. Sanji's badass, I need a light moment, Poniglas, I think this is just peak straw hat exploration. And it's an 8 out of 10. Next, we have the Water 7 Saga. And we start with Long Ring, Long Land, but <sighs> yeah, it's funny. I almost thought it was filler though. But Kuzan, mm, he showed up. This is a 4 out of 10 arc. Next, the Water 7 arc. This is where I realized I loved One Piece. Binging the series up to this point, I thought the series was good. I didn't love it. And it hadn't yet shown me why people are so dedicated to the series. I still felt like Naruto was superior at that time. And then these next few arcs read his head and it was the beginning of something new. Something fresh. Water 7 is incredible to me. Such a cool concept of an island. The amount of emotion felt with Usopp being jumped and watching our crew avenge him. The annoyance with Frankie at the time. Usopp and Luffy fighting. Watching our crew somewhat start to feel like real people as we watch cracks and what I saw was a perfect team. Oh my god, Water 7 is a 9 out of 10. And it don't stop because then we get into the Ennis Lobby arc. Bruh, it really just don't stop. The birth of Soga King, CP9, Pasta Lucci, Gear 2nd and 3rd, Diablo Jambe, Robin's backstory, I wanna live. Now we love Frankie, a goddamn buster call, and the going Mary saves the crew and we cried over a shit. Well, technically, I only sniffle a little bit. 
This arc never pumps the brakes, bro, and it's a 10 out of 10. And to finish out the Water 7 Saga, we have the post Ennis Lobby arc. This is where post arcs start really becoming nuts because Garp, really? Dragon is Luffy's dad also? Kobe is back and got gains? We get the Thousand Sunny? Robin violates Frankie life? And Blackbeard vs Ace? Come on bro, this is 8 out of 10 right here. Next up, we have the Thriller Bark Saga and it only has a Thriller Bark arc. And I know some people feel a certain way about this. So I'll say this. I hate Gekko Moria. He's a trash villain. But I like this arc because of the comedy. It just hits for me. Luffy stuffing a zombie back in the ground and the straw hats combining into a mech are peak comedy. Brooke's sad ass backstory though and Laboon. Laboon. And nothing happened. Seven out of ten arc to me. So now we enter the Summit War Saga. You're at the halfway point kinda for the series now, right? So we start with Sabodi Archipelago. If I didn't know I had another 500 episodes to watch and I was reading this week to week when it came out, bruh, I would've really thought the crew died. That shit broke me. But like, Celestial Dragons getting punched? The worst generation on deck? Rayleigh? Kizaru? Bruh, this arc is an eight out of 10. Next up, we have the Amazon Lily arc. So sure, I think Boa Hancock is dope, but this arc is kind of whatever to me. So it's a six out of 10. Next up, we got the Impel Down arc. I had no idea Oda would be a madman and bring all the toys out the box for this one. Buggy, Croc, Jinbei, Mr. Always on the Toilet, Okama Way. This arc is so well done for a rescue arc and you really feel the stakes are high for Luffy. And it being the first time we had Luffy away from the crew, you realize how much we missed them for Luffy. And this is when I actually started to like Luffy as a character because of how he just draws people in like consistently. This is a 9 out of 10 arc. Next up, we have the Marine Ford War arc and oh my lord. Oh my lord. But let me say... I am not the biggest Ace fan, and I think Homie got himself turned into a snack for Katakuri. But, but, I had no idea we would actually not only be watching him die, but then Whitebeard. Bruh, we barely knew Whitebeard, and I was like hurt by that. This war is nuts. Plot twist, betrayal, forgiveness, character development. This shit felt like a personal album Oda drop, and the One Piece is real. This is a 10 out of 10. And we finish out the Summit War Saga with the post-war arc. Okay, so listen, this was supposed to make me feel connected to Ace and feel worse about his death and how it affected Luffy and introduce us to Sabo, but it didn't change much for me. However, the badass 3D2 wild message Luffy left for the crew is fire, so I'll give post-war a 6 out of 10. So now we have our time skip and we're in the Fisherman Island Saga and you start off with the return of Sabodi arc. New designs, new moves, powered up crew and a load of jokes. Return of Sobody, even though I didn't have to wait like people who were reading along, felt so refreshing to see the whole crew together again after so many episodes apart. So I can't imagine how I felt like reading week to week. This is 7 out of 10. And then after this, we get the Fisherman Island arc. Yes, this was supposed to show how OP our crew is now, but man, these villains are trash. Great message on how the cycle of hate and racism affects our world, but other than that, it was just one long, drawn-out flex for the crew, and it's a 6 out of 10. 
next up, we enter the Dressrosa saga, which we open with the punk Hazard arc. So, this is the beginning of something that we won't get wrapped up for years in the story, though there are some solid comedic moments and character reintroductions and updates on what has happened in the greater One Piece world. The body switching was a lot to keep up with, and I never felt like we were in real danger until the very end of the arc. So, it's a 6 out of 10. After this, we get the Dressrosa arc, and given that I still got to binge this section in its entirety, and I love Doflamingo the villain, this arc is really enjoyable to me. Before we get to the birdcage at least, we got a tournament arc, many separate but connected plot lines for the crew, Gear Forth, God Usopp, Senior Pink vs Frankie, Pika's funny ass voice, and fanboy Barto, Law and Corazon's backstory, Dressrosa is a pretty good arc when you get to binge it all together. I'll give it an 8 out of 10. Next, we have the Whole Cake Island Saga, and we start with the Zoe arc. It's a solid in-between arc, and more mysteries come forth. At this point, we really start to realize how integrated the worst generation is about to be in our story, and the Minx as a whole and their tenacity and loyalty is pretty dope, and the Sanji being gone moment had me messed up. I'll give this a Garchu out of 10, which is a 7 out of 10 to me. After this, we get the Whole Cake Island arc. So this is a point in which I caught up to the anime, and as a Sanji fanboy and a Power Rangers fiend, getting German Double Six and another Sanji backstory was nuts. Luffy's gift for Snake Man form was spoiled for me because of the internet as I was catching up, but whatever. The fight versus Katakuri was lit, it was legit bruh, and the Sanji and Luffy moment was even more nuts. And Sanji and Puddin's relationship really really had me bro, those are good moments. The biggest flaw of this arc is Big Mom freaking out over her wedding cakey. That could have been cut back on a lot, Oda. And this is an 8 out of 10 arc. Now we've entered the Wano Country Saga, and we get to the referee. This is where I first started reading week to week, and wow. Wow, info dump galore, bounties galore, Imsama say what? Revolutionaries doing what? People from almost 800 chapters again coming back in the story say what? This is a 9 out of 10. Next, we enter Wano Kuni, which honestly, I'll say, I feel like it's best to break Wano up into the three acts because they really just feel completely different. So first, let's start with Wano Act 1. Getting introduced to Wano and learning the struggles of the land and watching Luffy and Zoro solo again was really nostalgic. And come on, we saw Luffy get one hit KO by Kaido in Act 1. This is a 7 out of 10. Next, we get into Wano Act 2, which, <laughs> that's a different story. Big Mom and Nisha's storylines are whatever. The training in the prison for Luffy is also whatever. It really is just a long setup act for what I know is going to be Act 3 and it's going to be nuts. I really feel like a lot of times during Act 2 that I didn't know why we were spending so much time with all this setup. Like, it was a little bit too drawn out for me. So, Act 2 is a 6 out of 10. But then we enter the somewhat, somewhat controversial Wano Act 3. So, I'll open this with Roof Piece. Roof Piece is lit, bruh. I loved Kaido as a concept, and I think his design, moveset, and personality is so good. And I'm not saying he needed a crazy backstory like Doflamingo, because hey, I love Crocodile and we don't know anything about his past, but we never really got his motivations and it left me a little disappointed. The Odin backstory was elite, so I have no flaws there. And every Straw Hat fight, while a little rush in the manga for some characters, were so good and elevated our crew to being the crew of the future Pirate King. Also, we got Yamato. 
who I wanted for Straw Hat so bad. And I don't know why Oda chose violence the way he did, but fine, whatever. And then we end up saying goodbye to characters and have plot lines wrapped up that we've been with for so long that it's crazy. And Gear 5th, come on, bruh. We in Toon World now. There are some points the ball is dropped, but Wano Act 3 is still really good One Piece. And I'll give it a 9 out of 10. And Wano as a total, I can give an 8 out of 10. And to finish out the Wano Country Saga, we have the post-Wano arc. I'm not sure if this is what we're really calling it. I'm calling it this for now. And if that changes, so be it. But man, post-Wano is nuts, bruh. Oda washes all the bad taste out of your mouth from Wano Part 3 ending. And it's just stuff we weren't even ready for. We got Cross Guild. We got bounties. We got the Straw Hats getting to just chill together. We got Marine Drama. We got Eam Sama and Lelusha. Bruh. Post Wano was a fucking roller coaster and it's peak One Piece, and it's a 9 out of 10. And sadly, I can't believe it, we are now in the final saga of One Piece. We start with the Egghead Island arc. Now, I know I can't give a solid rating since it just started, and I don't know when it's ending, but getting Vegapunks, plural, finally is insane. I love having Bonnie in the story now, and Law vs. Blackbeard is nuts. So far, it feels like we are really on the verge of learning so much more info about the world, and it feels like the end is near for the story. So for now, I'm giving Egghead an 8 out of 10 with an asterisk, because we'll see how that goes. So yeah, these are my thoughts on every arc in One Piece and what my journey was like going through the series. I know we all have different thoughts and different opinions on each arc of the One Piece story, but honestly, there really is no trash arc of One Piece. They're all kind of like in this own world to me. Like, we're comparing the arcs to each other. If I'm comparing it to the other outside series, then One Piece is just peak all the time. But, you know, comparing them to each other, I think it's fair. So feel free to let me know how many of my takes were L take, and maybe I had at least one W you agree with? Who knows? I don't know. Not sure. Oh, brother, this guy stinks! But I love One Piece. I'm here for it. And I can't wait to see where the journey continues to take us. And hopefully your journey was just as dope as mine. So before we end the video, please be sure to subscribe to the channel as well as hit the notification bell to get notified for more content that I put out. As well, if you end up enjoying this video, be sure to hit me with a like and leave a comment and let me know your thoughts. So on that note, y'all, enjoy your life. I'm feeling great and feel the vibe. I'm really grateful we alive. And I'm feeling great because lately I've been on the way to something great. And I feel alive because I create like every day and I'm on today.